Okay, what up, like listeners, and welcome to another show, uh, episode 58. I've been uh, getting it frequently wrong the last few weeks <laughs> with myself, Ben. And Josh. Where, as usual, we will dive into the news from the week, which is a bit better this week than it was last week, which was particularly quiet. Um, so where should we start? Uh, start America. Start, start start America. Start with... Um, Nancy Pelosi and Trump on the wall again. So Trump, Trump to declare emergency of American of a Mexican border wall. He said he did threaten to do this earlier in the year. He's now he's now um, going to declare emergency. I don't know how I don't know how he's going to do it. But uh, well, he, he just can. He's, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't. So he can do it immediately under presidential powers. Um, obviously, there'll be some kind of court backlash for it. But then, even if they want to uh, object to it, then you have to get Congress and then Senate, and then he has to sign off the final bill on it anyway. So he could still veto any challenge that they put to it. Um, however, somebody pointed out in a, in a good point, and it's almost been lost in in this conversation now, is that he's saying that this is for him to implement one of his. Um, campaign promises however as part of that promise he did say that mexico will pay for the wall which they are clearly not going to do now um needless to say it's not gonna even if he passed this through this is just like a cosmetic thing where he needs to be shown as not being beaten by the democrats but the reality is he's he's this isn't going to be sustainable enough for him to build the wall um which obviously logistically is it's not possible anyway um but yeah it at least avoids another u.s shutdown it's, to be honest their system is a joke they say we avoided a shutdown it delays it for about two and a half months and then they find themselves back in the same place again i know uh, it's uh the problem is is that people don't actually look at executive executive power like executive power in america is, is really dodgy in the sense that um Originally, so in, if you look at the Constitution, the president can't declare war on another country or another state without going to Congress and the Senate first. But since nineteen, I think since the Second World War, America has not de- America. The president has not need to go through Congress to declare war on another on another state. So it's the Vietnam War, the president used presidential executive powers. Um, Iraq, um, Iraq, um, Bush used executive powers. Afghanistan and. Um, Obama used executive powers and for Syria as well used executive powers so it's really dodgy with the executive powers stuff that's something America has to go back and look I don't understand why no no sitting president or no uh, Democrat um, ha- Congress or Senate ever goes back and says complains about stuff when they're in power so when right now they should go back and look at executive powers and see if they can take some of the executive powers away from the president or and also look at um in 2020, you're gonna have the you're gonna have the college, and you're gonna have the college thing again. So, I would be looking at that right now. But no, no, it's, no, I was looking at that. So yeah, it, there is the problem where this just sets a, a dangerous precedent going forwards. I think that's what some people are concerned about, which I completely get. It does make sense. Um, but there was this is a random thing, right? Because I was just thinking about this. Because obviously, on the face of the story, it's got a picture of Schumer and Pelosi, and I just why why are the US government so old yeah. like so when you've been saying that right I've just gone and looked at so Chuck Schumer is 68 yeah. Nancy Pelosi yeah, do you know how old Nancy Pelosi is no 78 she's 78 she's 78 she was great for 78 Maxine Waters 80 wow even Hillary Clinton who may make an unexpected return or maybe expected depending on where you're coming from is 71 wow Elizabeth Warren 69 um, then I just thought, let me just look up from our side. So Theresa May, 62, on our side. Yeah. 
And then, and you've got, do you, do you know how old Jeremy Corbyn is? 67? 69? 69, yeah. I realise he was that old. He's old, yeah. Like, see, <laughs> I think we need to take a different, a different position on, I mean, in general, at least a lot of our politicians seem to be young in this, but the Americans, because every picture that you see is just littered with all of these old people. Like, it's just, I find it bizarre. I know that they've got systems and hoops you need to jump through to have been in for a long enough amount of time. But it's something like you've got to have been working in the government for like 10 years or something mm. and over the age of 35. So there's no reason that people who are actually campaigning for the presidential elections need to be a full double that mm. and at risk of not even being able to complete their term. Like it's, I, I, I don't know, I just find it a bit bizarre, but yeah, that was a, a random deviant. Uh, deviation sorry um, but on that so I, I put this other one on here as well because it popped up on, on No Agenda and they played the clip but did you see the one that I put down the bottom about uh, Don Lemon no I didn't see it so it, it's really re it's really strange I don't understand what's going on in the, the US now right so Kamala Harris is getting a bit of a backlash because she was on the breakfast uh, club wasn't yeah. she right yeah. and she's getting a bit of a backlash because she was talking about hip-hop and she was trying to uh, she's getting she, basically she's getting charged with the cultural appropriation piece yeah. which i find to be ridiculous anyway it winds me up the this whole position that people take but between um don lemon and who are oh, God, what's her uh, name? April Ryan, that's it. Um, so you've got, and you've got this weird thing that uh, they only do in the US where you've got four faces on the screen. Yeah. And so you've got Don Lemon on the, the left, you've got April Ryan on the right, and you've got these two white guys in the middle. And you've got this argument going on between Don Lemon, who's basically saying, yeah, but she's not African-American. April Ryan going, but she's a black woman. And him going, yeah, but she's not African-American. <laughs> she's from Jamaica. And her going, yeah, but she's a black woman. And so Don Lemon's basically, I don't know, he's obviously saying, well, why does she feel that she can try and associate with African-Americans via the route that she tried to on The Breakfast Club, right? Oh, God. And April Ryan going, and at this point in time, and then April Ryan refers to, um, brings up Ted Cruz, um, obviously because he's got Hispanic background, right? Yeah. And then Don Lemon is just sitting there going, you're changing the subject, you're changing the subject. She's like, I'm not changing. It was the most bizarre thing. And you've got these two white guys in the middle who are just trapped between two people of black descent, wherever they're from, mm. having an argument about, I don't know what they're arguing about. It's so bizarre. Yeah, it's this identity thing where they just, where they get so bogged down into identity that it gets confusing. So Kamal Harris is mixed race, right? Her dad is from Jamaican descent. She was born in America. She identifies as a, she she self identifies as a black woman. Um, Obama self identified as a black man. It's, it's you can do that. Ex so, exactly. <laughs> so, Don Lemon's point is 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 neither here or there. It's she, null or void, yeah. right? Because I don't think she at no point in time, and I don't know if she has done it, and she's guilty of this. But at no point in time of this does it actually say that she has claimed to be of African American descent. He seems to be tying it to. She seems to be acting like she can pull her background from people that have grown up of african-americans it got to a point where april ryan was going well there are africans that landed in jamaica too and then so she could it's not to say that she hasn't got that background and i'm sitting here thinking guys if there's nobody of black heritage up for election then you'll throw your toys out of pram mm. and now that we've got someone there you're arguing about her right to own blackness like but, but, but i think with, i think the issue with kamala harris is that kamala harris um on a few things, she hasn't been as 
she hasn't been as progressive as as some of the people some of the people in the black community in America wanted wanted to be and that's because of she originally started off as a state pro, state prosecutor so and and her husband is white so in in their eyes she's she's black by just by her association but in in terms of culturally she isn't black this is another another whole debate that we can go into but I don't want to go into it this week but that's that's kind of part and parcel why Kamala Harris has got such a negative viewpoint in in the black community in America which is so weird to anyone else from any from anyone else looking at in from outside looking in would say she's a black woman she identifies as black she's black and the story that's, that's and you may say that for people looking outside in right but we know that you go through the same same things over here right yeah. we have we have this internal thing about you need to qualify as being black to yeah. be black yeah. and it's so bizarre like i've had conversations with somebody before and they were like because they grew up in south london and i grew up in ipswich they were like oh you don't know what it's like because i grew up in south london i'm like well i could kind of flip that on you and say well i was brought up where there were less black people yeah. around so i clearly went for a different experience as opposed to you who grew up in but it's, but it's a null and void conversation like i don't understand what <laughs> we're arguing about yeah, yeah. at the end of the day the bottom line is if you're looking at it from a traditional point of view we all know that when you walk in and you're of a certain demographic or a certain skin type people will make a judgment of yeah. you nobody looks at somebody who walks in and if they've got a racist bone in their body goes well i don't like him because he's african-american or, <laughs> or british african descent right they yeah. go i don't like him because he's black yeah or even worse I don't like him because he's not white like so nobody else outside of this appropriates down to this area and and we never had cultural appropriation wasn't a term it's another one of these things in the world of social media we made up new terms yeah. in, in the social justice era we just we come up with new biases towards people and then create our own new terms for them because apparently we weren't nasty enough to each other we need to find other ways in a more civilised society to still try and roll back the years and find reasons to digress and go against each other it's just it was just it, and, and watching it on here it was just so bizarre because like i say you've got these two white guys who are just sat in and obviously they're not actually sat in the middle they're in different studios and they just they, they don't even dare to say anything they don't they're just sitting there quietly don't let them just mugs april ryan off to be honest but mm. i just thought this is bizarre that you, you just can't do anything right and, <laughs> and it comes to the u.s i stay in america so uh, paul manafort uh trump's ex-aide um deserves a long pre prison sentence so he should be jailed between between 19 to 24 years after breaching an appeal deal yeah so, so yeah, yeah so basically he breached the so he got he got away with a plea deal last year um and i think this actually relates to certain different charges but he basically got accused of telling lies in three different areas so i found this bizarre <laughs> the calculations so the court document from mr muller's office said it agreed with the u.s department of justice calculation that manafort should face between 19 to 24 years right which is fine relatively close together but then a fine between fifty thousand dollars and 24 million yeah that's a pretty wide range <laughs> um i didn't really understand how they came to that calculation i would have assumed you would have got million versus million not fifty thousand versus that um but needless to say it seems like all of his pleas are going to send him down for well the rest of his life i would assume because he's relatively old as well he's been yeah. around for years he's, yeah he's relatively old um yeah he's finished <laughs> it's one more one more uh, person down I wonder when is Manif when is um, Mueller's investigation due to end. It isn't. This is the point. This is the point that has been from the beginning. There is no deadline for Mueller to shut down his 
uh, investigation. In fact, that's what some of the Republicans and Trump have claimed have pushed on multiple occasions, saying at some point this has to come to an end. But he's got an indefinite deadline on it. He's got an indefinite deadline and almost an indefinite budget on it. And so this could go on for as long as he chooses to before somebody says, and it's, for all we know, this could go on until Trump's out of office. <laughs> Or Robert Mueller last, because he's he and himself, he must be in his early seventies. The joke. How do these people work for so long? If they got life. Is it, is it, effectively, he's a life job. Yeah, he's seventy four. I know, but still, you must want to do something else for your life instead of investigate bloody Donald Trump. All right, moving on. Uh, staying in America, Jamaican man has no way. Of key- okay, this is this is this should be safe for better the week, but I'm, I'm, I've jumped the gun. But Jamaican man has another way of keeping lottery winning secret from new relatives. So, did you think this was a joke when you saw the memes on WhatsApp? By the way, I thought the joke. I thought the joke. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> but, then, but I saw it. Um, I think I saw it somewhere else, which I thought was um, which made me realize it was quite serious. The guy. Well, I think we've all thought like this before. We always, we all, we all thought if I won the lottery, how would I prevent family members coming up to me and I become a charity case? Which means. Uh, how would I like because everyone's going to start up saying oh yeah I need any money for operation to fix my toenail and stuff like that <laughs> you get like people coming out of the woodwork saying oh yeah my, my great your, your, I'm your great cousin from your mum's side three, three steps removed like yeah so this guy uh, only known as A Campbell won a total prize of 158 million on the, um, in the lottery and the way he did to protect himself which is what it's nine hundred thousand pounds in UK money, nine, isn't it? Nine hundred thousand pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it nine hundred thousand? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I, <laughs> I didn't get the disconnect between the two numbers. To be honest. Yeah, one point five eight million. Yeah, uh, no, no one one hundred and fifty eight million. Yeah. Total prize money in brackets nine hundred thousand. Didn't didn't get it myself personally. That makes sense. I d- don't don't ask me. <laughs> I think like, the math is wrong. So you're really half wrong. But 108 million. Um, he, the way to protect his, protect his um, self, he wore a screen mask. He wore a screen mask when um, collecting the check. No, that's correct. Jamaican dollars. I've just put in the conversion. Oh, Jamaican dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's a Jamaican, Jamaican um, lottery. It's 900,000. And to protect himself um, from being harassed from his family, he wore a screen mask. And I think that's. I think we all would have. We all can like, like empathise with um, A. Campbell there. Cause we wouldn't want um, family members from like, like from distance come up to you and ask you for money. You just want to enjoy your, enjoy the money that you've won. So um, he wore a screen mask to collect his money, and he he actually wore gloves as well. And he wore the whole outfit. He wore the whole outfit, <laughs> so no one could recognise him. And this is just like two months ago. Somebody else won, and they wore an emoji mask. Yeah. Um, I think, to be honest, I've thought about this before. If I won the lottery, I would literally get... There's a, probably a subset of friends and my family who I give chunks to, and then I'd leave. I'd just... I'd leave the country. Because I, 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 I went where I live anyway. I'd literally just... Leave. Just fly around the world constantly. Yeah. Like, well, Matt, would it? Like, I could literally just land anywhere. Forget taking clothes with you. Just buy clothes when you get to the next place. Just get a hotel there. Mm-hmm. I think I'd just disappear. You'd be like... Um Lose hammer and just go from place to place to place. I'd, yeah, I'd just disappear completely, like, and not to the point where you would expend. Because if you're doing that right, you wouldn't even need to get to a point where you're going to max out what you've got. Just chuck some money in investment, yeah. boom, just fly away, forget buying a house, don't care about that. I'm just going to go everywhere. Yeah. All right, move, stay, moving on. Um, come back to something a bit more serious. Um, or not, we can stay on something a bit lighthearted because I consider this to be since we're in the US. Shall we just cover the Jarrell thing? Oh, yeah, Jarrell. The Jarrell, this is a guy who has no shame. 
So, Jairo, uh, after, the Zyf, after the Disastrous Fire Festival um, and all the documentaries that come out on Netflix and Hulu, um, Jairo hasn't been put off by planning a, a version 2.0. The Jairo was planning on creating a new festival. Um, he's not been put off. The guy has no shame. Yeah, but it's not even that. I don't understand how he thinks he can pull it together, right? If if Ja Rule's company, Icon, after the Fire Festival, the, the documentaries have come out, if he approaches any artist and they say, oh, yeah, this is being arranged by Icon. Oh, yeah, and even if they don't know who it is immediately, right, which most people do now, yeah. um, and then it comes out, oh, yeah, we're going to set you up and meet with Ja Rule. Phone down, not interested. Yeah. When they see, when people who are outside looking in see it promoted, well, who's gonna? You, you've seen the power of social media of what it can do, right? But you've abused it so much now that there's nothing you can put on there that could convince people that this is legitimate. So I don't even know why he's bothering to try again. And so soon afterwards, this is the same guy who on the video. No, 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 no. That's that's not fraud. That's false advertising. Like you heard him say it. It's yeah. straight up. He should have gone to prison for this. Um, but somehow managed to escape by saying, oh, "I wasn't aware of anything." Bullshit. Like we clearly saw from the documentary. Everybody in that team knew that this was going to fail. He came out and said, I too was hustled, scammed, bamboozled, hoodwinked, and led astray. And he wrote on Twitter last month, I have an amazing vision to create a festival like no other. I will never scam or fraud anyone. What's it, what sense does that make? Well, um, a lot. A lot. <laughs> uh, well, Jarul, I don't believe anyone's going to go to your festival or anyone will trust you. Again, um, have another festival. So the guy has zero shame zero shame now moving on from Jar Rule and something a bit more serious um, Brexit Article 31 uh, no Article 13 is nothing to oh, do with Brexit oh, oh, no, no, no sorry um, oh, sorry I read that wrong the EU's copyright directive explain Article 13 so um, is that is that the thing that YouTube's been put, putting around yeah, yeah, yeah so Article 13 so basically this this basically put makes platforms responsible for if users of the platform put up copyrighted um, content, which Google have said will change the way the internet works. It won't change the way the internet works, but it will be completely unenforceable yeah. for any platform to manage. Yeah. Um, you dig into the details, there are some exceptions from this, and then it does say that they have to demonstrate they made best efforts to get permission from the copyright owner, best efforts to ensure material specified by um, the rights holder and acted quickly to remove it. This is a bit like the hate speech thing. Mm-hmm. Like you need to, you need to display that you're doing it. Cause I remember when they put that on, they were like, it needs to be removed in like two hours. Well, that's not feasible. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. There are a lot of exceptions around this to make it there. One of the, the, the dubious areas are for gamers. So obviously if you've got a gamer and they record themselves playing a game, they own the copyright to that. But then they're, displaying copyright content in the game itself yeah. now most game companies i think nintendo were the last one to do it said yeah you're allowed we give you the right to display playing games right but it gives it gives that degree of how could and and i'm not one who particularly sympathizes for social media and internet platforms but in this instance you can't enforce something that is unenforceable by them mm. the immediate time they do that because youtube are basically saying well look if they try and enforce this then it becomes very risky for us to even allow anybody in the eu to upload content yeah. now we can't get to a point where eu users can't upload on youtube because this article will be, will be revoked because people will go batshit crazy mm. i mean that's how some people make their livelihood mm. um so yeah i don't know how they get to the final i think it's one of these one of these legislation that they haven't actually thought through it sounds good on paper. They never think it through. <laughs> it sounds good on paper when they actually when, it, when you put it into actual practice. It's not it's not enforceable. It just doesn't sound it doesn't doesn't make sense. 
Um, so along, so Wikipedia, so on non-profit online encyclopedias, so Wikipedia is protected. Um, open source soft, software development platforms, they're protected. Cloud storage services are protected. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, the previous one though, the first draft of it didn't have anything to do with the best in endeavors. So YouTube and Google fighting got that put in there. So previously to that, it didn't even have the best efforts clause in there, which then would have been completely unfeasible. Um, seems that and, uh, for us, it would apply for us during a transitional period, um, whether we would retain that post Brexit. Even and Brexit that, transition. The, the, um, the British, the British, the British. Um, the British Parliament in regards, to, in regards to censorship and in regards to copyright laws, they've always seemed to be quite retrograde. And oh, we'll implement the same because yeah. they don't... The, the, the reality is, is right, the people who are enforcing these laws don't understand how the internet works. Yeah. We saw that when you saw <coughs> Zuckerberg have to go to Congress and you would have seen the same thing if he had come over here and had questions from Parliament. They would have asked simple questions like, how does the internet work? Yeah. How does information route from one place to the other? It's stupid. Um, Speaking of which, that is a good lead on for <laughs> the story on Russia planning to unplug from the rest of the world. Yeah. This, um, I find this intriguing. So, so basically the story is on, so basically Russia have got, <clears throat> want to enact a test that allows them to maintain the internet running whilst being cut off from the rest of the world. Um, now, without going into technicalities, the internet is run on DNS. Um, you have certain root DNSs. They have basically copied the internet, which is like the internet address book. They've made a copy of that internally, which means they could, in essence, replace it because you can't you can't have conflicting DNS on the the web. So if they cut themselves out from the world, they basically could still run. But this says to me because they're saying this is to protect them against any external parties trying to block them from the outside world i feel like this is them protecting well one protecting themselves two moving towards a china state yeah like we already know what russia's like right so now you're basically saying well actually because even if you implement this this feels to me like actually what we're saying is we're going to implement this test and then we're going to turn it off but now we know that we've got the ability to further control the data and the information that's consumed in russia anyway more so than we already do um, so this seems to me that a, a movement that can only have insidious means, um, and I'm very intrigued to understand how they will test this, because the test obviously can't be sustained for that long to prevent actual major disruption from an economic point of view, but it will be interesting to see how you could test something on such a scale in a relatively short amount of time this will be planned for. The logistics of it actually intrigued me. I'm not sure how they could do this without causing major disruption to Russia um, whilst getting the same conclusive results that they could be cut off from the rest of the world. But again, I think maybe this is just a, well, we don't actually need to be cut off from the rest of the world. We just need to be able to trade, uh, be able to manage the way the traffic routes so we can control what goes in front of your eyeballs. <laughs> and moving into the UK. All right, so last week we spoke, was it last week or the week before we had a discussion with Claude on... Um, the education system in the UK is saying how retrograde it is and how backwards it is. And broken. Yeah. How broken it is. So this week an MP's come out and said that we should scrap pointless GCSEs. Um, we should scrap GCSEs and move more towards vocational off, uh, options. Um, I, I understand, I, I've, I've said this before, I kind of understand his point, but I think you should also look at a more holistic, you don't, you don't sort of scrap something and then, and scrap something and try and stay again. You actually sit down and look at piece by piece and say, okay, where can we, where are we going in the future and how can we get our education system that will 
benefit our children for the future. So we're not always thinking short term. Um, I like it. Not the proposal he's made, but somebody's actually thinking out the box. Yeah. Now, you can do away with GCSEs. I mean, I think it was him who actually, even the person who introduced him, um, Lord Baker, said that they were now kind of redundant. You can still have a testing system in place at the end of school, right? But the test should be applicable to the outside world mm-hmm. and the skills that children need. We still stick with the basics of math, math, science and English. I'm not saying do away with some of the basics, right? But be expansive on what people need to learn. Because the reality is, is look back at how you've done with your GCSEs. No one gives a shit. Yeah. Like, it's only for you to then get into university or to get into your A-levels, right? So I'm not saying it doesn't serve a purpose, but there are other means by which you can um, gauge somebody's uh, level of intelligence and their potential areas going forward. So it, I like the fact that he's thinking outside the box. I don't think this is a direct fix to it. Um, I think also if it wasn't in this they were talking about school timings for children I might have read that in a different one where they were talking about kids starting later and finishing um, later uh, but I I like the idea that somebody is actually trying to take a view of saying yeah we actually would need to make some radical change um, I do agree with you it needs somebody to sit down holistically and say what do we actually need to do mm. which is always the same problem right it's the same problem we spoke about before you can't have one dissenter saying well you need to do this because unless they're doing it from a, an overall holistic government perspective nothing will change mm-hmm. um, I suspect nothing will change I do think that there should be more vocational based tests in place I do think there should be more that embraces the fact that the world lives on technology nowadays because um, I remember I did IT and in my A-levels and all that was I don't want to say this in a degrading way but was secretarial work mm. how to manage spreadsheets mm. I failed I didn't even I didn't even grade <laughs> like the day before we were supposed to hand it in we found out our teacher had given us a two week extension and when that used to happen back in the day and I'm assuming it's still now if you yeah. do it late after the first one then you already lose certain marks yeah. and we've all handed in like these 30 page reports he shows us the day before the extended deadline he's already given us which has marked us down an example of what he's expecting which is 120 pages now he's already seen at this point in time everybody's papers knows that they're only a quarter of that length and then shows us this so i have always wanted to go back and see him just because i failed and now i work in it um but yeah i think it's all it's very much broke and i wouldn't be surprised if it still runs very very similar to that today um but hey ho i don't i don't have too much hope that they will fix the education system anytime soon sticking with the kids um a report's come out saying that cannabis is used to use in you cannabis uses in teens linked to depression I think did you listen to Joe Rogan on no, this no you had a debate about it, didn't it? yeah I listened to it like, oh no. man that would be good for this yeah so tell me well no it was very it, it was very interesting so I mean the point they're making on this and actually was supported in that is that cannabis use before 25 and this is all largely obviously Joe loved this part because he got to recite the same thing that he always does about your frontal lobe doesn't develop until you're yeah. 25 yeah. but that, that the the discussion that they had a debate about. So on this point, they're basically saying, look, if it's used uh, in younger years, then it has got an opportunity. To, well, they did get down to the bottom of this and say, actually, we can't be conclusive, but it seems like this could be tied and correlated. But they can't conclusively prove that. I can kind of get that because the length of time and the date you would have to consume seems like it would be massive. Um, but... Nonetheless, it does seem to be pointing in the direction of it. Yeah, the same with anything, right? I'm sure if they went and said, right, alcohol abuse between 16 to 25 would do the same kind of thing. Mm. Um, the, conversation, the debate that they had on Joe Rogan was they had one guy who uses it for medicinal purposes and you had another guy who said you can't claim that it's a medicine. Um, 
And so it was quite it was quite an interesting debate. Some of the time it got a bit frustrating. Um, but it did come out, I mean, but they actually on that case, they did both conclusively say, yeah, you shouldn't be overusing it between 16 and 25 for that exact reason. Your, your mind hasn't fully developed yet. Um, but I would say it's, it's worth a listen. Uh, it can be frustrating at some points in time mm-hmm. because, but I think it was, it was quite, it's quite good. It's quite good in the end. Um, it does go, go more into the conversation, like I say, around can it be used for medicinal purposes? There seem to be very many instances where it can. And it also goes down to a certain point of people that develop certain tolerances, right? But so, Can I throw another point? Yeah. Do you think that people who are more susceptible to depression and anxiety or mental health illnesses are more likely to go and smoke weed? So that instead of saying weed, link, weed causes, um, can cause depression people who are more susceptible to have depression and and anxiety look to are more likely to smoke weed are, are more likely to go out of their way to smoke weed because of they look for something that will help them whatever help them do whatever they're dealing with well you could even go another layer up and this was the conversation that came up on the uh, the podcast the other day as well is that one guy was saying yeah if you look at a lot of people who have had psychotic breaks and it's led to them murdering people you look back and they've got cannabis use within their background that led to that and Joe was making the point yeah but you're going kind of from cause to causation here. Yeah. Like, nothing says that this person wouldn't have had such the same psychotic break whilst doing with, without doing yeah, drugs right um, and then he was pushing yeah it's a gateway drug in and the guy pushed back and said, well, that's kind of stupid saying it's a gateway drug in because people don't tend to go from no drugs to cocaine. Yeah. Like they will go, if they've got that kind of addiction, they will blend their way in. You yeah. could say that alcohol is a gateway drug to, yeah. to actual cannabis, right? You, if you wanted to go down that route. So they finally started to meet in the middle, but that was one of the points that was out there. It's like, is it the fact that one thing helps lead to the other? And this is why I think when they've got the conclusions down this, is like, there's a, because there's a lot of things that you've got to take in, right? Environment around people, how they're brought up, the challenges that they've faced, what it, what, what, what the, were their parents' behaviors like? Did they display addictive, addictive behaviors in what they approached? Was it, you could have seen alcohol addiction, and you've seen that before in the past where somebody's brought up in a household where you might have an addicted parent and then they use that as a fallback mechanism so it's a it's a many nuanced uh, discussion there which is why at the end of this they kind of said yeah it's not conclusive um, I don't disagree with the sentiment of it that using anything that alters your mind before it's developed it makes sense that you would at least control the level of that because you usually tend to think if you're 16 to 25 and you're smoking then you pretty much would just be like yeah that's what you're going to do for your friday nights you're not like smoking like once a week or something you're probably smoking quite a lot mm. so war comes down to anything in moderation like i say you replace that with alcohol it would have the same thing mm-hmm. you replace somebody who eats too much at between 16 to 25 yeah likelihood is, is you could tie that to depression when they're older right mm-hmm. because they don't like their physical um display so it seems to me part of this is because cannabis has become in vogue to speak about um but yeah i put this in there just because it tied into the the podcast episode it was weird because this came out the day before the actual podcast episode and originally i was like i don't think i'm going to listen to this one but i I, I enjoyed it in the end all right cool um so uk inflation falls to two-year low falling prices falling energy prices push inflation to 1.8 percent in january from previous 2.1 the previous month visual figures show so uk inflation is falling due to what, energy prices falling, so due to gas and electric gas and oil prices dropping. Yeah. I think it's a bit of an anomaly, to be fair, because they they implemented the rules around 
the charges for energy that because it seems to be such a large chunk it's kind of like a i was just reading down this and just reiterate it back to me it's, it's just it's just all numbers manipulation it's all it's all any kind of measures of accounting and economy are it's just a manipulation of the numbers to prove your points um it does seem like this was just an anomaly because of what they introduced in january um and wages are appearing to go up but i did hear that their pension contributions are supposed to be going up as well in like six weeks i think it is i, I haven't got the full details of that which would then hit people's take-home wages okay um but i only saw that on news this morning i don't have the full details around it. i think this will relatively quickly uh, restore itself to normal rates of inflation don't get me wrong i'm happy if the inflation is going down uh, and wages are going up i don't expect that to be sustainable yeah it's, yeah it's, it's did you see because i know we were on schools and we didn't pass over this this was interesting though because I, I put a story in here about a girl who skips school every friday um in protest for climate change I was, I was, but have you seen how how increased scale this is across europe yeah but I saw protesters that like so I saw one of my friends who's he's quite young she went um, she went to one of the protests for the energy stuff and I was looking at this I was thinking this is a symptomatic of, of young people and what I mean by this is that we like it's always funny that young people protest the same things and they get older and then they change and they life hits them and they stop they stop protesting against it um, you know it's you know this thing about I skip school to demand climate change action there's an element of being virtuous and oh yeah of course there's, a, there's, a thing, there's an element of being virtuous and it's, it's, it's something that young some people young people enjoy being virtuous this idea that I'm on the right side of, I'm on the right side of history I'm a good person because I am I am I don't mind climate change action the science the thing but the thing is science isn't conclusive on, on, on well change. this is the point so so the uh, ipcc were the intergovernmental panel of climate change that was the report that was released last year right mm -hmm. which said we've got 12 years to do something to reverse this. yes however there have been a lot of and i've heard, heard a lot of clips on different podcasts that i listen to now right from news interviews mainly in the u.s because that's where it's discussed more where the language has gone from we definitively need to make a change in the next 12 years to well, we're not sure. It's not conclusive. They're making this step back in language yeah. away from... And I'm not saying that climate change doesn't exist. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But they are, at the same time, drumming into these kids, you're all going to die. Like, that's basically what they've... they've the, that report basically said, if you don't make the changes, then you lot, who are 10, 12, 15, you're all going to die before the end of your life because of climate change, right? Yeah. And so you, it's, it's almost like child torture and abuse. Um <laughs> Because nobody, nobody is is supporting a, a, around this. Like I say, on certain, and I'm not saying that climate change doesn't exist, but you need to try and get to conclusive evidence of it and give us actual things that can be done. Whereas at the moment, you're getting the reports that are saying, well, if we do this, if we do X and Y, this is where we're going to get to. But nobody's really coming up with ways to combat it. I, I have no, and I also find it strange as well is that the the problem is is climate change now yet you've got that it's coming off the back of what used to be called global warming so you yeah. always get the people who will go well hold on we've had like the coldest winter how come how can global warming exist guys this is not this is not complex uh, like when water melts and it goes up into the air it will then have to be distributed somewhere that will come in the means of storms and deviate and weather conditions and hurricanes and the rest of it right that's why they moved it to climate change which i get but now they can't be conclusive on saying when this is going to destroy the world um anyhow without getting into a lengthy discussion about climate change 
This girl has also said, yeah, I, lo I enjoy my education. So this is how you can see how important it is by the fact that I'm taking an hour off a week. An hour? An hour? Really? Oh. Like, not a day, an hour. But in a, and this is pretty minor here as well. Like, they stand outside the school with boards up. But in like, in like other parts of the EU, and sorry, well, I say EU, shouldn't say that for my job. Um, in other parts of Europe, they take like whole days. Yeah. And there's a mass of them, like across the Scandinavian countries. They take loads of Every week, they have these strikes. They turn up outside. I mean, they're actually striking properly. It's not going to make a difference. Yeah. But this minuscule hour a week, I'm not sure anybody. Even even the education department have said, look, it's down to the schools to determine how they want to deal with this. Like, But it is that. It's the typical thing of anything, right? My virtue signaling score is 150. Yours is only 75. No, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 it's that virtual signal. Um yeah, I just I just find it, I, and I can't understand young people being quite scared because someone said twelve years time we don't fix things. We're all gonna die. <laughs> I, 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 I'd be a bit scared too. All right, moving on. Um, how many stories we got left? Oh yeah, so uh, one is in the well, the, the, there's a couple actually. So I, I, one of them that I randomly popped up, I didn't really get this. So the Karl Marx um, monument up in. Highgate Cemetery yeah. got vandalized for like the second time in two weeks. Um, but it wasn't that, it was more what was on there. So, doctrine of hate, architect of genocide, terror, and oppression, mass murder. But uh, <laughs> the thing with Karl Marx, yeah, is that I can say anything about the Bible. I can literally say anything about the Bible. Is that you're taking a, you're taking a, 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 a work, yeah, like communism, the idea of communism, and then some people have been have been inspired by that and then they've taken it and then they applied it in they've applied it not incorrectly but applied it to how they interpreted it the same way people people interpret the the quran the same way people interpret the bible they can take his workings and apply it incorrectly and the reason why i say that is because of the, like, the worst killers in history are mao and stalin both communist um both communist regimes but if you took that, if you, if you went into the hard um, facts of Karl Marx and um, his idea on socialism and communism, um, it's quite different to how it was implemented in, in both China and and um, and Russia. So I tell you why I have a complaint on this, right? Is because it's ignorance. Yes. So I kind of get what you're saying there, but they also are not. So they're putting it on the Karl Marx statue, which means they're suggesting yes, one the document and two him and of himself. Mm -hmm. Now that's incorrect. Now what he actually put out with his communist manifesto, which gives way to capitalism, mm -hmm. was actually him saying this is this is his prediction of how it's going to pan out. Consequently, he was correct. Yeah. It wasn't a Bible of how you need to act. It was, this is the way I expect the world to pan out. And he was correct. And also actually said, the way to overcome this will be to implement a society of socialism, which he said actually should happen sooner rather than later. Yeah. So if you actually look on the beliefs of Karl Marx, the person, and the full doctrine of... The, the, the Communist Man, um, Manifesto is very small, and Das Kapital is very small as well. Um... But if you look on the underlying beliefs that he had, then he didn't want to implement. In fact, he was predicting how things would turn out, which is what they did. I still don't like this whole... I just don't like this fluffy idea of us living in this wonderful world where everybody just... Li I don't like... I don't... Socially, I think Joe said it in one of his com comments, podcasts a couple of weeks ago. In certain instances, socialism 
might be appropriate. Yeah. But in most, it is not. Yeah. Um, and you shouldn't implement it overall because then you kill growth and you kill innovation in society because you're basically saying, well, there's no reason for anybody else to work harder than any other person because everybody's entitled to the same. And, and to then put words up like that um, on there, behave. Like Karl Marx's teachings... Let's not take away from it. It's all down to the people. And mm -hmm. how, like you said about the Bible and religious books, right? It's still down to the people. Yeah. I can read a book and look at it with an open view and say, okay, I'll get what he was trying to say there. Or I could open a, a book up and be a fucking idiot and say, well, I'm going to take that to the very literal sense of everything that's said in there. Like, this said more since, this to me says more about the people who did this and their lack of intelligence than anything to do with um, Karl Marx. Karl Marx. Alright, um, I think you've got the Jeff Bezos story. Yeah, well, I, so this is less about, uh, well, it was put up there because basically that somebody's just made the point, which is a very valid point as well, is that for, and it's a wonderful irony, cybersecurity is based on implementing higher kind of technology capabilities to improve your security capabilities mm -hmm. and ultimately the weakest link is always the human side of it um but we forgot that we didn't touch on this last week did we the jeff bezos was uh well suggested that the national Enquirer was trying to extort him because of pictures of basic naked selfies that he'd sent um which possibly he did and obviously what they're saying is here you have the best cyber security in the world if somebody if somebody sends a naked selfie to somebody else and i don't even think it got picked up right the likelihood is is he sent this to his new missus and before they've got into any full form of dating she probably showed a friend and it's sprayed off from there right um but this is an interesting topic right and i was having this conversation with somebody during the week aws is is, is built on their ability to secure in the cloud um it's not it's not good pr wise <laughs> when your owner can't secure his own shit yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so this is almost like a win for microsoft this story uh if you read further on behind it nobody seems to be questioning that but i just find it wonderfully ironic that um a cloud platform based on not not predominantly based on security but any cloud platform the reason you get people onto it is say we can secure your data um and i'm like yeah well you can, and I know they can as well. I know you can implement stuff, but it's not best when you've got the, the owner who's uh, not able to control and look after his own security. Do you know what I find is weird? Like, um, you know when, you know National Enquirer trying to extort him? He's, he's the richest man in the world. Like he's one of the richest people in the world. He could do stuff. He could buy a National Enquirer. He could just buy it. And live, and, well, and, the National Enquirer and the... the, the um, the New York Times that he owns? Um, no, um, no, the, the Washington, Washington Post. Washington Post, Washington Post isn't it? Yeah. Tend to clash. The Washington Post also doesn't like Trump, and Trump has uh, okay. kind of got a bit of a tie to the Enquirer. At least he's not, he doesn't hate them as much as he hates anybody else. So you could look at it that there's that underlying political piece behind it as well. Um, yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't buy them because he's already got the, the Washington Post. But, but oh, I mean, you could buy them and then make them, make them defunct. Well, they'd have to be sold. They'd have to sell to him first. You can't just go and buy something, yeah, yeah. right? Um, the, the bottom line is, is, when you are one of the richest people in the world, don't send naked selfies of yourself around. Like, not not least act your age, dude. Uh -huh. For somebody who is so disciplined and focused in like all areas of his professional life, it's such a weird faux pas to do from a personal slip-up perspective. Mm. All right. What have you been reading this week? Uh, that is a good question. What have I been reading? Um... I am reading the Rob Moore book at the moment. Start, start now. Perfect later, I think it is. Um, 
which is kind of like a self-help book um, I've just skipped between the two because I was like I've just read so much different literature before I started an Alan Watts book I've only got like halfway through um, but I was like I think I need that for like running to work times. I actually listened to the five steps of to a winner mindset. I actually quite enjoyed that. I didn't expect to. I bought it because it was on sale, um, and I wasn't expecting to like it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've read quite a lot this week, but that was actually quite good. Uh, it did skip between people in different scenarios. It's not necessarily business related, but it does works a lot on kind of coaching and sports as well. Um, Blitz scaling, which is Reed Hoffman's one, and I started listening to some of his uh, Masters of Scale podcasts as well. And the Happy Brain, it's a bit didn't really enjoy that that much it was on sale for like 199 so i bought it i listened to it it's kind of tries to come down with what makes where does happiness come from it gets to the end of it and says it's got no single point or answer which fine i kind of guessed um it's got some interesting parts in it i probably wouldn't advise it to anybody but yeah I actually i didn't realize i read all that i think how i made my first million i read last week as well which is quite interesting it's like a stories of 16 millionaires and how they started up uh, i think i listened to that last sunday so yeah i couldn't remember what i listened to because i the week's small but i listened to like five books this week wow. <laughs> so yeah how about you i haven't read anything again this week i've been busy with work and uh, photography and fashion week i thought you said geography for a second photography and fashion <laughs> week. Uh, i was like what <laughs> yeah i've been busy with photography and fashion week it's been a been a busy week this week um uh i'll watch anything um no, I haven't actually watched anything that's actually quite interesting. So I've had a, bit, a pretty boring week. I haven't even listened to that many podcasts this week. Um, I listened to Fifth Column, I think. That's the only podcast I listened to. I haven't listened to the Fifth Column, I don't think. <coughs> uh, um, Joe had a couple of good ones on, but it's been a bit bit of a quiet week. He had that Alan Yang, didn't like him. Okay. Uh, sorry, Andrew Yang, the, the one who wants to introduce universal income. I actually only listened to like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, he had another guy, Colin O'Brady actually, if you get a chance to listen to that, that's pretty dope. This okay. guy went, he circumnavigated the uh, Arctic. He's the only person to do, to do it. it yeah. yeah, but yeah, but actually, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of um, pushback against that okay. for reasons being. So he went along a highway route, and there's a couple of things. So I get it. And the thing is, the people who are challenging him are explorers. Because I first off, I was like, why couldn't you just like be happy for a person done? But then I was like, actually, if you're an explorer and someone is saying that they've done something that they hadn't, I can get why you push back. But that was actually quite an interesting listen. Um, and then he had one with Tim Paul as well, who's supposed to be a journalist. I didn't like that. You didn't like, like Paul, Tim Paul? Nah, I found him to be very arrogant and sure of himself. Tim and Paul's he never backed sure. anything up with any facts. I, to find me out, I find out Tim Paul, that he wears the same thing all the time. I, I mean, he might be minimalist, but um, he's very confident. <laughs> but whenever he whenever he discussed something he was like oh yeah this is the way it works and then when he was asked to kind of support that with any form of evidence he just brushed it off like no when he when when he when um joe rogan asked him to dig deeper into what he was saying he's like i'm not sure That's yeah not that was what i mean and yeah. he made all of these strong claims and then was never oh yeah yeah well i, I don't know that actually yeah i was like nah. i mean it's interesting enough listen but by the end of it i was just like you were just drinking your own kool-aid dude yeah um, he's one of those um, people who have come up in the YouTube era where they've um, they're no longer they are they are traditionally left wing but because of the left the the Democrats some people in Democrats have gone so far left wing there's a pushback against them so they try to be more nuanced so you get like nuanced bro you get Tim Paul you get um, even Patman Patman's left wing but he still holds the left to account so you get all these people um, yeah other than that I haven't read anything <laughs> Alright guys, it's um, end of the podcast. 
and um, like always if you can go on all podcast um, apps such as SoundCloud iTunes and all other podcast apps and rate and subscribe us and share with your friends um, we greatly appreciate it and um, that's like that from me and from me have a good week people